UNC and Duke are tied atop the ACC right now. 12 and 3, 12 and 3 in the Atlantic Coast Conference, which makes every game from this point forward wildly important. UNC is going to Charlottesville tomorrow to play UVA. And somehow they have to avoid the mystical, magical the impact that Tony Bennett and UVA have on teams that go play particularly uh, in Charlottesville. It, it always feels to me, uh, for my, my literary fans out there, like there's a bit of uh, the Odyssey going on. Are you familiar with the Odyssey, Dennis? I had to read it in Ulysses, high school. Ulysses. Absolutely. Uh, the land with the lotus eaters where he shows up and he starts eating these these lotuses and then all of a sudden time stays still and mm-hmm. he doesn't realize that he's been there for like a year. He feels like he's been there for like a day because it's time is all warped. I feel like that's playing in Charlottesville. You go there, you start getting dragged down and time moves at a different speed in UVA and you think like, oh, it's almost halftime. We have 45 points. And it's like, no, the game's over in two minutes. You have 45 points. You have to go score. And and you have to find a way not to be impacted by that or else you're going to lose like, you know, 53-51. UVA is going to try to slow down the pace and do what they do to everyone. And, and basically what that does is it puts even more of an emphasis, even more importance on something that UNC, when they were struggling for that, that two-week, three-week stretch, what they struggled with, which is it puts more emphasis on efficiency. You're going to have less possessions than you're used to. So you need to make sure you are making the most of those possessions with high-efficiency shots. That means what? That means... R.J. Davis shooting threes because analytics love threes, especially open threes to good shooters, and as close to the bucket as you can get. That's Armando Baycott and Harrison Ingram. Those, that's, you know, the the uh, the James Harden of it all. Remember those Rockets teams where they're like, we shoot threes and we shoot layups. We, we shoot nothing in between. That's all it is. That's more important against UVA because you're going to have less possession, so you can't go – I'm going to take six shots to get into rhythm, and then I'm going to you know, finally get my volume scoring up. It's like, I don't know if that's going to work against this team. UVA is super athletic, versatile on defense. Not the biggest team, right? You're not going to see a bunch of seven-footers. You're not going to have a bunch of 6'10", 6'11 guys, but they are wildly athletic and versatile as they usually are. Reese Beekman, who's probably an all-ACC player this year, is the reigning ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Ryan Dunn, I believe, is a pretty good shot about uh, of being the ACC Defensive Player of the Year this year. Both of them will eventually have NBA careers. Now, that doesn't mean they're not UVA players, which means even they are interested in dragging this one into the mud, right? Even if you're one of the best athletes in the conference, you're still like, yeah, but... What if I just punch you in the face and turn this into a street fight? Oh, perfect. That's what we love to do. That's what UVA does. But Armando Baycott, as we've been saying the last few weeks, should be able to get something going inside. And also should have some pent-up rage and aggression towards UVA. Right? Obviously, the, the ACC tournament loss. They haven't won in Charlottesville since January of 2013. 
and I know it might feel like Armando Baycott has been there that whole time. He's only been here about half the time since they, they their last win in Charlottesville. 2013 is a long time in, in college basketball standards. Also, uh, Baycott hurt his ankle yes, or yesterday, last year, uh, in U, uh, when they played UVA. Yeah, Played like right. one or two minutes, like literally that quick, hurt his ankle. So there's, there's some history here, right? There's some history here. I think you remind him of that, and then you let him eat down low. This game should be Harrison Ingram, Armando Baycott, down low, R.J. Davis, and if it needs to be Cormac Ryan shooting threes, but there's there's not enough shots to go around when if UVA is able to drag you down into the mud, if they're able to drag you down into the quicksand. If you're able to get out and run and up their tempo, first of all, uh, remember how you did it and and keep it in mind for future future games because there's not many teams that find out how to do that. If you're going to hit all of your shots, that's one thing, but but, you know, Let's let's not go ahead and plan for right. So if we like, you know, Virginia Tech smoked UVA earlier this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was just Virginia Tech hit a whole bunch of shots, and and yeah, that's pri- plan plan A. Okay, plan A is to just make difficult and 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 contested shots at a high level. If you're not going to do that, you're going to have to be more intentional. And if that's your game plan, then I should probably be a Division One coach. If it's just like today, we shall hit our shots. Everybody got that? Nailed it. Hands in. <laughs> Team on three. Like that. It's it's got to be more than that. So yeah, it's just it's a shot selection thing. More so against UVA than against most teams. Uh, shot shot selection matters because you're not going to have as as much. I know that North Carolina they like to play with tempo. They like to play with with mm-hmm. pace. I think the key for them is obviously they want you to play fast, but because Virginia can frustrate you so much, don't play frantic if that makes sense. Because it, like the the desire to play quick, sometimes you can get frantic and really get out of control. That's where turnovers start happening, and that's where you really start letting UVA dictate. There's a difference between playing fast and playing frantic. I think that's really the fine line that you uh, that UNC has to find. It's it's um, it's really a, a rhythm thing, right? Because like, just look at the shot clock. If UVA is using up your whole shot clock and you're taking a shot in six seconds, mm-hmm. quickly adds up to them having the ball for like five minutes to your thirty seconds. Yeah, you're right? playing a lot of defense, and it's it's and your offense isn't in a rhythm, right? You you need to uh, get motion going. You need to get a couple post entry passes. You need to get a couple kickouts, a couple screen set. You need to make them work on defense. Or, or, or else it's, you know, it's no different than, you know, I know I, I relate a lot back to football, but I think it just makes sense. If you're going three and out and they're going 12 play drives, even if the score isn't dramatically different, those are body blows that are just going to add up. Your offense is going to have no rhythm. Their offense is at least getting field goals and, and being out there and, and tiring out your defense. Unless, unless, unless you're scoring in those six seconds, and then therefore you're forcing Virginia to have to play at your pace in order to keep up. It's, yeah, it's just a risk, yeah. right? Because then that's just making shots. Like yeah. if you're just getting up and making shots, that's always plan A. Plan A is don't miss. Plan B, which is usually the one you need to lean on, is what happens if you're not making every shot you take? That's when game plan and scouting report and everything come into play. UNC, let me, let me say this point blank for my UNC fans out there. 
if R.J. Davis is flamethrowing, if Baycott's playing well down low, if Cormac's hitting his shots, I mean, Ingram, if he's com- contributing from three, it doesn't matter if you're in Charlottesville or if you're in, in I don't Lithuania. It doesn't matter if you're playing UVA or a local high school team. Like you're gonna win because you're just you have talent. the 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 thing is, UVA does a pretty good job at making teams not look their best. And and if they're gonna do that, if they're gonna turn it into a rock fight, be prepared to win the rock fight. Boston College at NC State also has connections to the area. Uh, NC State, the, the, okay. I hate having to put disclaimers on it, but I guess I have to. Yes, they are playing to win because players and coaches are wired that way and they want to make sure they get the bye to Wednesday in the ACC tournament. Yes, they are playing to win. But I do think kind of bird's eye view, you don't tell the players about it, but bird's eye view, there is a bigger and more important goal to strive for starting now in their season. And that is wins and losses be darned. You got to get ready for the ACC tournament, right? You're, that's the golden, that's the silver bullet, right? That's the golden goose. That's whatever you want to call it. That's your, your trap door out of the mess you've made. NC State is not making the NCAA tournament unless they win the ACC tournament. And they are not a program that should measure in close. Like, oh, we got close to the NCAA tournament. Oh, let's – no, no, no. You make it or you don't. It is pass-fail. So, so, yes, you want to win. Yes, you want the buy until Wednesday. But it's more important to get things figured out, and you only have five games left to do it. It's Boston College at home. It's Florida State. It's on the road at UNC. It's Duke at home senior day and then it is pit on the road and that is it you have five games to figure it out and we have seen so many darn changes from them right it, what do they say about uh this is actually i've lived all over the place grew up we we moved around a ton uh do you know what every single place that i've lived says best place ever their weather is unpredictable uh-huh. everybody the same jokes if you don't like the weather around here, wait 10 minutes. Yuck, 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 yuck. Like every single place thinks it. Is it true? Yeah, it's because weather changes everywhere and people notice and people like talking about the weather. Uh, I'm telling you right now, some of you, I can I can hear your thoughts. You want to you see me read minds right now? Yeah. Everybody is thinking, well, not like here. I mean, around here, it's so much worse. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, weather changes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Wisconsin. I can give you the weather report. Cold chance of snow. Cold chance of snow, except could be a little wintry mix, maybe a little sleet, maybe a little hail. No, it was just snow. And, uh, yeah. I lived in Nebraska. People said the same thing. I lived in Hawaii. Hawaii, I could, right now, I grew up in Hawaii. lived there for six, seven years. Um, I could be the weather. Actually, one of my uh, former teammates is the weather reporter uh, out there in, in uh K-H-N-L, whatever it is. So here's what it is. Ready? 80 degrees, trade winds blowing about 5 to 10 miles an hour, chance of rain in the afternoon. You could record that and play it 85% of the time. You know what jokes everybody makes? If you don't like the weather, wait around 10 minutes. I'm like, it's the same. So <laughs> I almost forgot where I was going with that. Um, NC State basketball? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm bringing it back around. Ready? Here's here's how we bring it back around. 
we have seen that team change as dolphin as the weather around here in North Carolina. Meaning, it's like it's it's oh you if you if you watched NC State play on December seventh, I'm just picking a date. I don't even know if they played that day. And you were like, wow, that was a really boring team. I don't want to watch that team. Someone could make the joke. Oh, if you don't like that basketball, wait two weeks. They'll have a completely different rotation. Oh, you don't like them playing through the post? Wait two weeks. They'll be playing from the perimeter. Oh, you don't like that guy playing big minutes? Wait two weeks. He'll be playing seven minutes. The t- the team changed so much throughout the season. And now with five games left, I'm, I'm going to go full Regis. Ready? Is that your final answer? Right? I'm going full Regis. You have to take in all the information you made, all the information you gained, I should say, all the information you learned about your team, about how they play, about who plays well together, about what this player needs, what that player needs. Put together your plan and fine-tune it for five games. No, There's no more safety nets. There's no more, oh, if this doesn't work, we'll change next week. Figure out what your identity is. Are you playing through DJ Burns in the post? Are you not playing DJ Burns and playing Mo Diar and Ben Middlebrooks more? Are you, obviously, you're going to play through DJ Horn. Uh, is it Jaden Taylor or Michael O'Connell in that third goal uh, perimeter spot? Michael O'Connell was playing forever. Jaden Taylor took a big chunk of those minutes in their last game. You've tried a lot of different things. It's time to make your final answer. Is it too much for them to figure out a rotation or figure out a a hierarchy of each position? I don't think so. And once you make the decision, now you have five games. It's not, it's, that's not many to get it right. And then from an offensive standpoint, someone other than DJ Horn has to heat up offensively. And and that can be a rhythm thing. That can be they have to shoot through it. That can be a bunch of different things. But the fact of the matter is, if one guy's you know scoring thirty every game, and and no one else is getting above you know twelve or thirteen, and they're working hard for that twelve or thirteen, it's just going to be tough to keep up with certain teams. There's all of these little little questions that have been answered differently, a ton. Who's your your main point guard? Who do you want running the show? Because we've seen DJ Horn run the show. We've seen Casey Morsell run the show. We've seen Michael O'Connell run the show. Like, who's the guy? Decide right now. I almost want to do a, uh, um, like, a word association thing. I feel like they only happen in movies where you go, like, say the first thing that comes to your mind when I say cold, ice cream. First thing that comes to your mind when I say blue, skies. First thing, I want to do this to Kevin Keats, and then go, first thing that comes to your mind when I say DJ Burns, inefficient defensively. Okay, all right, we got to the bottom of this. That's the first thing you think of. Is the the offense enough to outweigh the defense, right? Because don't don't sit there and think, oh, well, he's such a great kid, and and I love his personality, and he's done so much for uh, charity, and and he's a driving force, and his personality is is so it's a glue to our locker room. It's got to be. Is what he brings to you as a a a post scorer with footwork and movement and craftiness and touch, 
Is that enough to outweigh the liability that he is on defense? And give me your first answer and run with it for five games. And then see if you can't be ready to peak. See if you can't be ready to go on a a Cinderella run once that ACC tournament starts. Because that is your only shot. Put all the chips in the middle. Whatever you have left. And I doubt your big chip stacks at the table right now. Yeah, it's one of those positions where like, I, I either I go all in and I bust or I get just enough to stay alive. Just, exactly. Exactly. There's no ATM. Nope. No buy. No buy. No you, buy. You maxed out. No buy back in. You go over there, you're going to get an overdraft fee. Nobody wants an overdraft fee. 